I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And thank you for listening to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is episode 34, and I'm your host, Paul. With me, as always, is Marco. What's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, nothing. You know, I saw a couple of short films recently that you had made. And yeah. They it. were getting a bit of attention because the kills in them are so realistic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, almost mm-hmm. like, it's almost like you actually killed the people for real, but that's not oh. what happened, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I just found a different creative way of uh, adding special effects as i've always mentioned of into special effects you know um just found a very cheap alternative for buying blood nice nice well yeah the yeah. actors are really i mean mm-hmm. it's almost like they're actually fearing for their life you're doing a good oh, job they're just uh you know one-time actors come in and you know i work with them and that's nice. it <laughs> well i have this cool idea for your next film um yes i thought that we could do a movie where you have a serial killer but he's played by an actual serial killer in real life and i actually have just the guy for that i have blackmailed him because i found some evidence on him and he is with us tonight his name is patrick walsh what's going on welcome welcome hi how's everybody doing good good good. so yeah you're interested in being in uh, marco's next snuff film but he won't uh, kill you you play the killer (laughs) not a snuff film it's a regular film Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was told that there'd be more um, art films. Mm. Yes, you know that's what the grinder ad said. It said art films. <laughs> well, quote, well, air quote. Yeah, well, you know he can do some period piece costumes and. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> he can do some some nice uh, uh, cheesy retro acting for you. See, I, I'm not I'm not really fond of that whole like Menzies oeuvre of film. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not the right person for this after all. All right, all right. Well, I'll just give you back your evidence. Just don't kill me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, you are... going to scrape my DNA out of your beard? Is that what you're going to do? Yes. 
I'll, I'll shave it off and uh, send it to you in a bag. <laughs> I accept that. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> well, now that we are perfectly weird here. Com and comfortable. Yes. Comfortable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. You are not actually a serial killer. You are a fellow podcaster and actually a, been doing it for much longer than we have. Coming uh, up by nine years. Nice. Wow. Nice. Very That's cool. like 300 in human years or something. Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like it takes... When I started, I had a computer made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so uh, how how is your podcast going? I know you, you had taken a little bit of a break. Um, have you started the show back up? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It, no I always take a break in... I, I've just learned that just being a solo podcaster and, mm -hmm. you know, all the way around, I just need a couple of months off. So normally I will take J July uh, um, and August off. Right. Mm -hmm. Just to recuperate. So, yeah, I always just do that for myself. And sure, it helps. Summer's off. Yeah. But, no, everything is, is great there. It's fantastic. Everything keeps getting better and better. And um, you would think after nine years you'd run out of stuff to talk about, but I don't. Sure, sure. Well, and, uh, you know, you and I had started talking way back in October mm -hmm. when you were doing your sort of October marathon for charity. Yes, yes. And it was something that really I, I had found inspiring about what you were trying to do with that and – it just kind of made me feel a little bit more self-aware and I had started trying to, b besides donating to your thing, just finding other other worthwhile charities to donate to and, and just mm -hmm. to kind of That's fantastic. be I love a little that. bit more conscientious uh, about things like that. So Yeah, because yeah, one of the things that happened was a couple of years ago, Scream Queens got listed in Entertainment Weekly okay. as one of the top nine gay podca LGBT podcasts to listen to. And all of a sudden I had all this attention. I'm like, well, what can I do with this? And I... I there was opportunities to like really cash in on it. And I also said, well, what if I use this attention to give back to my community instead? Very mm -hmm. cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I decided to come up. I was already doing this uh, uh, thing that I do in October anyway, where I do a countdown to Halloween marathon, where I do a show a day. Mm -hmm. So what if I do it like a telethon, but on a podcast, right. but to help homeless LGBT teenagers, which is a huge epidemic right now that nobody right. knows about. And, and yeah, so that's what we do now. We've done that two years in a row, and that's also why I take July and August off. Right. Because that's when I record everything. Sure, sure. For October. So yeah, so that's now you know my secrets. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Secrets of solo podcasting longevity. Right. Well, and I I know that you and I we had just kind of become friends through mutual other podcast friends yeah. on Facebook and stuff, and then um, after checking out your show before, and then I. I had kind of gotten back into it in October for the marathon thing and started talking to you then. And mm -hmm. I know some, some, after that, I know you had taken a break at least a little bit from. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Uh, you disappeared for a second. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, uh, way back in October, we had talked about maybe doing a show. And then I know, you know, you were looking to kind of slow down a little bit after doing that monster marathon of. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we were going to do it a while ago, and then I know you had had some health stuff, and then I had mm, had some yeah. schedule problems. So so finally, uh, now it is going here on May, are. and we are here. Mm -hmm. here finally. Are. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, but yeah, um, how did you kind of get started with doing your podcast way back nine years ago, or, or just in whatever well, podcast you started I, back I, then? I had started listening to podcasts and, and, you know, whatever. I got hooked on them and they were great. And mm -hmm. uh, I was always kind of annoyed right. that nobody ever saw horror movies 
the way I saw them, which means, you know, mm-hmm. I've got a big gay bent in my life. So I see, I see stuff in movies that other people just don't see. Mm-hmm. I see. And that's the whole hook of the show. And I talked about it for so long. If I had a show, I would do it like this. And if I had a show, I would do it like this. And if I had a show, I would do it like this. My partner got so sick of hearing about it that for my birthday, he bought me all the equipment and did all the tech shit to set everything up. And he's like, here you go. That's awesome. Nice. (laughs) But he was Southern. So it was that way of saying, now shut up and do it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yes. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And at the time, uh, there wasn't any other shows, horror podcasts, Right. With gay hope, that was made specifically for an LGBT audience. There weren't any, so I tell people about my idea, and like, what do you, why, what? I don't get it. I don't get it. So apparently now I'm the granddaddy yes. of this subgenre of podcast. You thing. invented it. You're yes. innovator. Apparently yes. yes. <laughs> apparently <laughs> yes. Which blows my mind. I've only found that out recently. Yes, I also liked your your moniker of the uh, the fairy pod father. Ah, uh, that's cool. Yes. Not everybody. Not everybody gets my fairy podfather services. <laughs> no, if, if you're like, if I, if I find an up and coming podcast that I like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, listen, you need to fix this. You need to use this app. You need to do this. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, yeah. it's got something that the other people don't have. You need to fix this because you're gonna lose people if you don't fix this. Like, this is how you fix your sound. This is how you do that. Oh fairy yeah. Podfather. Gotcha. Wave my magic wand, then disappear into the night. Right. There you go. <laughs> Did I just get visited? Yeah, I think Patrick was here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All is there sudden... glitter on your butthole? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You know, it's like there is, and my and my podcast sounds a little bit better now too. Exactly. Yeah. Glitter on good. the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, not exactly what the tooth fairy used to leave, but uh, I'll take it. <laughs> not exactly right it's yeah. slight difference where are you leaving that tooth <laughs> yeah well that's a good point good point <laughs> under the pillow yeah <laughs> my god um, but no I, I really uh, I enjoy hearing things from different perspectives that aren't mm-hmm. just my own or, or people that are similar to me I mean I listen to ones with uh, we just recently had a, a brother and sister that do a podcast together on mm-hmm. Um you know, just just anything people younger, older, whatever, mm-hmm. just to, to kind of hear what everyone's take on stuff is. And especially now that there's just so many movies, it's like mm-hmm. it's nice yeah. to have a way to to kind of aggregate some information. And, you know, I hear you talk about stuff that I'm not familiar with and then it makes me want to check it out or or vice versa. Yeah. Well, it's the other thing that I always wanted to do with my show because you know this as a podcaster where you decide this is the perfect movie for me to talk about right now and then discovered like six other shows did it at the exact same time. Yes. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. So yeah. I'm always looking yeah. – I'm always kind of looking for something that's more the underdog. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm always looking for the next big thing or right. the thing that you don't know about that you're going to love that you'll never hear about because everybody's talking about fucking Bird Box or whatever. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, we, we tend to – lean into the the more obscure stuff too especially when we can get recommendations like what we have tonight for this show mm-hmm. um, or some yep. of our other recent guests and and it's nice to talk about stuff that everyone knows or like you know your your nostalgic favorite movies and stuff like that too yeah of course uh what uh what are some of your favorite movies that you that you really um would say you know when you're you're your top horror movies of all time. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I mean, for uh, uh, the one I can watch anytime, anywhere is Carrie. Nuts. The original. Yeah, that's awesome. 1976. Cause yeah. I love it. It's a brilliant movie. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's opera. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like the emotion levels are all at opera, even though it's just the prom. Yeah, I know. Right. And, and 
every time I watch it, when you know, just in those moments before the bucket gets pulled, I'm like, maybe this time it won't happen. Uh, maybe because if it doesn't happen, true, it's yeah, a, yeah. if it's it, if it doesn't happen, it's a Disney movie. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's that whole emo. Yeah, you're right. Like the emotional bullying and stuff that's still relevant to today. And there's a there's a part of it where you want a happy ending. Carrie's happy that, at that yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, but then you're also thrilled that she turns into that, you know, avenging monster, which we all love, of course, well, because the course. bullies they, get theirs, you know. But yeah, but I get yeah. you. I, I get you. I'm there with you with that. It's mm-hmm. got everything and it's got high camp comedy. It's got high drama. It's got everything in it. That little movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. One of my but my uh, one of my top movies that that scares me, scares me is Black Christmas, the original. Mm-hmm. That one always crawls under my skin. And just for complete sleaze, Sleepaway Camp 2. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great one. Very Anything cool. that gets the balance of horror and comedy just right always gets my goat. Absolutely. Yes. Sure. Yeah. When... And look at the two movies we picked tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. I was, was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say uh, you had recommended some movies to us that I think do a pretty good job of that. Uh, would you care to tell us what these movies are and just uh, sort of the, the reason that you had chose these for the ones to talk about? Well, the thing is, I had picked the first movie I'd picked to talk about, you guys, uh, was all about evil. And I don't even remember why. We decided on it so long ago. It's just one of my favorite movies. Without this movie, the Scream Queens podcast would not exist. Okay. okay. We'll go into that when we talk about the movie. But it's one of these movies that is, I think, is brilliantly funny, well made, and you cannot find it anywhere. Sure. You can't find it anywhere. Nobody carries it. It's not on Netflix, like even on disc form. Nowhere. Nobody has it. Yeah. And it's that's so weird. tragic. It's tragic. And you, yes. you look at the garbage that's out there. Yeah. Yeah, you would think yeah. It, it could easily be on Amazon Prime. I don't know. Uh, I mean, anything. They'll put anything on Amazon Prime. I know. Literally I anything. Wa- I wonder why it's not it's like prevalent because there's some big names in here, too. Nobody picked it up. Yeah. It did all the festivals, and nobody had any interest in it at the time. Yeah. 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 Which is very weird. But whatever. This is yeah. the way the industry goes. And, you know, they, they don't want to take risks. They want to take things that are guaranteed to make money. hundred. That's why. That. The, that's why we have remakes. Sure. Exactly. Thank <laughs> you, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Garbage. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this other movie, like, I was just thinking about a good pair for something, and this movie popped up into my head. Sure. Uh, the other one, which is Shock Value. Mm-hmm. I said this is kind of in the same vein. It's kind oh, yeah, of yeah. both sides of this dark view of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and movie making and the horror behind it and. I said, I remember this movie. I stumbled across it on Amazon Prime, sorry, ages ago. Sure, <laughs> but the thing sure. that bothers me about Amazon Prime is like they'll have something great and it's mm-hmm. on for like two weeks and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those – shock value will keep popping up on different places for like a week and then it's gone. And so I've been trying to get it on my show for ages. Sure. And I just – you know what? Let's just buckle down and do this. And then when it said, okay, it's a decent rental rate or whatever services was. And then when it just popped up on Tubi. A week ago, mm-hmm. for free, yes. it seemed like kismet. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and I had never seen either of these movies. Obviously, all about evil would be even less known because, like you said, it's just not out there anywhere. No, right. nowhere. Uh, it is out of print. Yeah, um, I know you had shared a copy with us, and then mm-hmm. I actually had found had found one place to to stream it. Uh, you know, not a paid service, obviously, since mm-hmm. no one has mm-hmm. it, but. I found one place that actually had an HD streaming of it, but it was mm-hmm. not even any of the normal places or anything like that that mm-hmm. you would think. Mm-hmm. So, 
Mm, all right. But yeah, it's it's really weird. Uh, we've been running into that a lot lately with stuff that people have been recommending that just doesn't exist. Um, we had, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Duncan McLeish was on and and oh sure, Duncan McLeish, sure, uh, sure. McLeish, <laughs> that dirty yes. cunt, yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of his movies that he had picked was just the kind of the same thing. Just you can't yeah. can't get it anywhere. So uh, it's just unfortunate that it happens to stuff that is cool like this. Yes. It drives me nuts. Like, I mean, because I have my friends who are filmmakers. They can't that have made brilliant stuff and they cannot get it distributed. Yet there's just garbage out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, by the tons. People think this is what horror is, and like I got these people that I know that are breaking the rules and making something new and innovative that yeah just gets no attention for whatever yes. reason. Yeah, I guess it's just how... The industry, man. Yeah, how things go. Uh, you always hope for stuff to kind of catch on. Like, I, I could see this one catching on as more of like a cult movie too, but it seems like I just don't hear anyone talk about it, which mm. is odd because it... I guess maybe because it's not so widely available, just less people are coming across it, but... Oh, sure, yeah. I could definitely think of a bunch of people who would really like this movie, so... Well, yeah, well, well, hopefully when we talk about it and people seek them out, too, because I, I've been nonstop uh, texting that um, tale of two separate titties to everybody. And, <laughs> and, and, that poster. And yes. they're, they're at first because they're, one is never enough. <laughs> you know, because these are the little gems that you find inside these movies, right? Like, you, you know, people are like, what is that? I go, oh, no, it's context for inside the movie. It's, it, you just have to watch it. Yeah, right. So, yeah, right. I've got I've got a poster from the closing credits of that in my bedroom for the uh, Diary of Van Frankenstein. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. uh, now you said you you do you tend to like a lot of horror comedy, but stuff that's kind of blended, not no, 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 not no, over no, the top no, one no, no, the, or no. I never said that. Oh, okay. I am afraid of horror comedy. Okay. <laughs> horror comedy is almost always done wrong. Sure, sure. It, it like leans either one way too far or. Uh, like they hit yeah. the comedy too hard and the scares aren't right. selling and it just comes off a mismatch. So the most part, horror comedy, like, bleh, sure. I'm afraid of it. But if you are if you find people who are able to nail everything, like nail yeah. all those beats properly, where you can make all those jokes and mm-hmm. yet never not believe that there's an actual threat. Right. Because that's right. what always bothers me. I'm like, these people are not in any danger whatsoever. Right. right. I'm yeah. not buying for a second that you think your life is in danger. Until you get something like a, a Shaun of the Dead, which completely nails it. Yeah, uh, I was right. just gonna. I was just gonna say, the, I'm just going through my head like these horror comedies, and I'm trying to think about. I'm like, yeah, you know, there's there's one that you just kind of sit back, and enjoy, and go, oh, that was fun. And then other ones like Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead. There's actually scary moments in that movie for the cast, you know, or for the act, uh, for the characters. Like you're afraid. Shaun of for the Dead them. makes me cry at least three times. Yes, mm-hmm. because nobody's death is a joke. Right. It's exactly. a horror comedy but nobody's death is a joke people are actually attached to the people next to them and they're not just expendable characters and that's what i think 100%. makes it work 100%. and that's hard to pull off yes it is sure sure yeah i i tend to like the the stuff that leans too hard into the comedy too and it's just completely absurd but i i totally understand why people don't like that i know that's more of a a specific taste yeah i, I totally respect the not uh not being a fan of that so yeah uh but no i i what you're saying well, and yeah, and <laughs> we, um, with getting recommendations from people a lot, I find that a lot of the stuff we've had lately has not been super comedic. Um, no, no, so the last couple of movies are not funny at all. So it's, it's nice to have a, a good kind of breakup in that. 
yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Not have, not have yes. all uh, bummer movies, so. Well, yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> with uh, with shock value. Like I said, when we get into it, you know, that's uh, Paul had texted. The thing goes, uh, you know, this was fun, and then it wasn't fun, and then it got fun again. So there's that, yeah, there's that like a slow little roller coaster of it, and I agree with that statement. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, you would text it something else, and there's something I like it that it's funny, but it's not funny, funny. It's, yeah, it's funny, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. The dialogue is super witty, but it's not funny, funny. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which also works. Sure. This was a smart little script, but anyway, we're not talking about yeah. that. Yeah, right? so I don't know what we're talking hey. about. Yeah, you guys, the boss. Yeah. I'll just, well, no, no. I'll just, I'm just gonna <laughs> play here. Yeah, oh, you're <laughs> good. You're good. With me. I was just gonna <laughs> say, why don't we, uh, why don't we start? actually talking about shock value since we're already kind of talking about it uh so we are going to discuss our first movie is shock value from 2014 uh the very brief synopsis on imdb just says struggling b-movie director blackmails a serial killer to be the star of his next film i, I would argue that this guy is not even a b-level <laughs> no 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 he's d at best man yeah, yeah, he is YouTube. He's like, yeah, he's not even Amazon Prime level. No, he's <laughs> watch my watch my movie on YouTube. Sure, sure. Uh, now I don't know much about this this director. If he had done any other movies, like I hadn't seen any of the stuff that he. I've had done. done no homework on this one, so I don't. Yeah, know. but well, I know uh, uh, the guy. Um, I mean, I, I did a quick skim through the cast, but uh, the, like the guy who played Nick, the serial killer. Yes. Uh, doesn't do much acting. No, he, he was actually the writer. writer. Yeah, yeah, and which is a shame because he's fucking amazing in this. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was definitely one of the high points for me with the movie. Is so much of the comedy comes out of his dialogue and the <laughs> way that he talks so openly about his his like serial killer stuff and the way that he talks so earnestly about how he he, he doesn't he doesn't want to fake anything and the whole thing is them trying to get him to fake stuff. Yeah. It's just like there's so many great moments. The whole thing about the the back and forth between killing him with the fork. Is, oh, yeah, you know, right. It's, it's not intimidating well, they said, to kill they him with They the set fork. up that joke a half an hour before it paid off. Yeah, and then right, he actually right. does do it. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was clever. That's brave to do. Yes. And they have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, he he definitely kills it in this role. Um, what I do think about him is that he's not he doesn't come off as like intimidating, but I think that that works for this role because he also has to be comedic. Mm-hmm. I would, I mean, I, what I kind of liked about this, no scratch that. What I do like about this particular role and the casting of it and his portrayal of it is that he's not an eight foot hulking monster. Right. right. He's, he's a tiny, he's a skinny little short dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's and like a, he, uh, a clean and as a skinny guy. little short dude, <laughs> we can be quite intimidating ourselves. But the thing that's frightening about him is his stillness. Mm-hmm. He's always extremely still, and you never like. And in his stillness, you go, you don't know what he's going to do yeah. at any given moment. Like he could snap, he, he could strike, or he could just be chill. Yeah, and he does a great job do- acting this because his character, he's always thinking. Like you can see, he's always thinking and reading the room and calculating everything and probably just imagining what the hell's going on or how to kill people or, or yeah. what. And now he has this, uh, his, his, uh, go-to is couples. He, he likes to kill couples. He doesn't like to see them together or something like that. Right. So that's his, that's his whole MO yeah. that he goes after. And you can see how, when he's ta- you know, looks at couples, whatever, he gets this little kind of like glaze mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. over and everything. But so, what this great what like in, in in that line of comedy where you have this killer who's taken out of his element into 
a blackmail situation where the director's like, look, I have all your personal belongings that could, you know, turn you in to the authorities. You just act in my movie and then I'll let you go. And the guy's like, like, are you kidding me? Like, what is, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> um, but to me, the turning point in the movie was like when the serial killer was actually trying to take his acting role seriously, you know, yeah. and like getting into the role and like yeah. asking for acting tips and <laughs> advice. And From Ashley, I thought, can't act, which was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know why you're a bad actor, Nick? Yeah, because I don't know how to do the lines right. And I don't, I'm uncomfortable. I don't know where no. to stand on the, you know, looking at the no. tape on the floor. It's because you're scared. I don't think so. It's okay to be scared. Whatever. I'm not, though. Acting is scary. It's risk. It's vulnerability. But you gotta remember, you chose to do this. Nobody put a gun to your head and said you have to be in this movie, right? Right. Ever told a lie to get out of a confrontation? All sluttiness, you've done everything. All your sins, you're washing them away. Ever made up a story because the truth was too embarrassing? You ever pretended to be someone you're not because you didn't think people could handle the real you? It's all acting, Nick. That's it. That's it. Exactly. I thought that was. But uh, you know, as someone, awesome. you know, because like I'm an actor as well, and I know darn well I've been in this situation. Like, oh, we're gonna cast somebody who actually is this character, and they'll be great. No. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. Very rarely works because, especially with film acting, like it's not like stage acting; it's all mechanics. Right. Yeah. It's not about emoting. It's about mechanics. And if you don't understand the mechanics, you will never come off well. Right. And you can't just learn them really quickly. You have to, you have to, experience it. It's something you have to study. And so just the fact that a guy assumed that, oh, well, I put a serial killer and he'll be great in this. And the fact that the serial killer role that he's put in is like what the stupid director thinks a serial killer is like. I know. I know. Yeah. Nothing like what this guy's world is. Yeah. Like cross dressing. Dress and you're going to live in this shitty apartment. Everything's all spray painted with crazy demonic shit. And the guy's just like, this is not my world. It's like, why am I in a dress? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love when he's, he's, I love the part when he's directing him, when he's looking in the mirror and he's telling him, you know, yeah, look at the knife and now laugh. And he's like, ha 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 ha. And he's like, no, not like that. Like, do it for real, like more maniacal. It's like, this is you, man. This is what you do. Is I don't laugh at my knife. Right. right. I don't do any of this shit. This is stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I like the, the point that Patrick brought up. Is uh, you know, we uh, Paul, we had this discussion with the Maniac remake with uh, Elijah Wood, right? Mm-hmm. And remember, what I said like, you know, I just don't see Elijah Wood as a serial killer, like a like uh, somebody that could overpower somebody, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't know that world, right? So I can buy it. It's a little bit more like, oh, wow, this can work. And mm-hmm. what Patrick said with this actor, he does not fit that. It's not even a, a real stereotype. It's a fictional stereotype that society has put in their brains. Of right. Every serial killer has to be, you know, 300 pounds or seven foot tall Michael Myers type guys walking around. All he has to um, be able to do is take you by surprise. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, uh, knife works either way, right? Knife works. And some normal looking guy in a suit is going to be able to do that a lot easier than an eight foot hulking behemoth. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And he's, yeah. he's like sneaky. The first time we actually see him, he sneaks up on this couple and just beats them fucking brutally right. to death in the middle of the park while they were Mid-bone. having sex. Mid bone. Yeah. While yeah, Miles was that's... watching him and masturbating. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. If you guys like what we haven't made clear is like this guy's making shitty movies. Right. Yes. And one uh, uh, he it's supposed to be the biggest night of his life. He gets this 
award from a film festival for best director and his best his actress <laughs> wins best actress, but it turns out he bought both of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. he feels like shit about it, and he just says, "Why?" He's, I doesn't want to. His lead actress turns him down for sex, so he winds up in this in the that it's that scenic overlook that you always see in L.A. Right. And right. he's just wa- watching these two times. people bone on on like right th- right there in front of on on the uh, like the observation information sign. Yeah, he's yeah. just watching them bone. Next thing you know, some guy pops out of the woods and beats the shit out of them to death. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. instead of calling the police, he follows them because right. he, right. he's got an idea. And yeah. Like, yeah. Leads him into several more murders, and then he brings in his production assistant. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And he he, he you know brings it up to her it's like I have this completely fucked up opportunity. Right. And he, he takes her to go follow him around and stuff. Which... Really great, what a great hook, he keeps saying. This is my hook to start. I'm like, what would you think if all of a sudden this movie came out and about a serial killer? And then, oh, it turns out the guy that was playing the serial killer was a serial killer the whole time in real life. That's yeah, how we're right. going to get famous. That's yeah, how this he plan was... is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He was forcing the issue to be like, everybody's going to rent this movie knowing that this guy actually killed people. And it's going to be like this uh, this cult craze kind of deal. That was his, that was his game plan. Yeah. And... The 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 guy who played direct his Miles Miles is the guy that we're talking about the director guy. Mm-hmm. Um, me I loved his transition from that again that downtrodden director that comes uh-huh. up with a scheme to be popular because Hollywood's cutthroat you know and you can't make it anywhere and if you're a shitty uh, director and make a shitty movies I guess um, and he knows it he's like I I got to do something otherwise I'm I'm done here so it was last ditch effort to become somebody or something and. His the way that he goes from this plot to the end of the whole movie, he's becoming more obsessed and more obsessed with it of making this product work that he becomes the monster in it. Right. Uh, you know, throughout. And I I just love that one eighty that And our serial they killer do. is the hero. Yeah, yeah. They're ex- they roll like reverse. They're yeah. both they're both, you know, kind of like uh, blurring the lines and becoming each other at the end of the mm-hmm. film almost. And so. I think I the the movie the the, the person that anchors the film for me. Who mm-hmm. I adored with all my heart is Justine, the production assistant. Oh yeah. Yes. What yes. a great role. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and she she's so great in the early part. I was loving her and and Miles just sort of being friends that they knew each other so well, mm-hmm. and they had all these great moments that were really funny. And I think when we get to what happens at the end of the movie, it makes it all that much more kind of shocking and disturbing. Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, oh, like, I don't I, I was like, oh, it's, man. it's perfect, yeah. but I was not happy with any of that. To yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why I said it was so much fun, and then all of a sudden it was not fun. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, and even like, because like the thing is, like, during the course of all this, Justine's one of the only people who's treating Nick, our serial killer, like a human being. Right. Correct. Correct. And a love thing starts to develop between them, mm-hmm. and at no point does it feel creepy. No. No, it doesn't no, no. feel like I'm doing. I'm like really into you because you're a serial killer. No, it just feels natural and normal, and that's cool. I was totally on board with this relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, and he and, he, and then he you doesn't. Took it away from me, you bastard. <laughs> I know, right? Well, and he's not like the sexual predator type serial killer either. To him, it's all kind of more awkward, yeah. which makes it more endearing about right. his end of it because it's like, well, yeah, he kills people, but he's also kind of awkward and he doesn't know how to touch a woman and. Yeah. He's he's not like a, a sexual serial killer or anything. So um, my girlfriend compared him to like a Dexter type character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. emotionless and just doesn't know how to act in the world and you but know, sympathetic still too. So yeah, because it's mentioned a few times that he he's by himself a lot. Doesn't know how to do these things that they're asking him to do. And he's only like I said he's he's blackmailed into doing it. 
you know. Yeah. And yeah, so the, could the I borrow uh, those DVDs from you and a DVD player and a TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, exactly, doesn't even have yeah. a TV or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really got into the the character um, of uh, you know the serial killer character. I, I I bought into him. I felt for him. I was mm-hmm. actually rooting for him. You know. Um, yeah. Especially the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, with the relationship, I I was like, yeah, cool. That's I, I love that relationship. Um, and then as again at the going through, we're spoiling the movie and all that stuff, but yes, going going through it, I was rooting for him to survive, and I was actually rooting for Miles too, the director too, because I felt like his that just just off the wall craziness that he went to, right? But yeah. right. at the same time, I was like, dude, the guy's just unhinged and. And lying, and and he starts killing, and it's just it's just it's a mess in uh-huh. a good way. Uh-huh. Well, up, up yeah. to a certain point, you definitely root for Miles because he <laughs> he doesn't. There's like little moments, like he he shows that he's kind of a scumbag, but he's not right. a full on piece of shit until later in the movie. So I I was definitely there with you. I'm yeah. rooting for him. Like you want this whole thing to work for everybody. I mean, obviously the right. ideal situation is the movie gets made, it's a big hit, the guy doesn't go to jail, he you know, right. stops killing and, and lives happily ever after with Justine <laughs> and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah, that or, would be the Hollywood ending that you don't get. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because the Hollywood exactly. ending doesn't exist. Yes. Instead, and the guy who played Miles was so funny, like like physical, yeah. comed- you know, funny. Yeah. Uh, his lines were great. I love his look, his disheveled look, just running around just like he hasn't slept in three days and it just fit. Everything fit. Yeah, yeah. his like baggy, yeah. greasy Would clothes. Would you consider and... like having sex <laughs> yeah. with me now or maybe like later or maybe now? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so what what we're kind of sort of saying with the end here for anyone that doesn't want it spoiled, spoiler alert, is that Miles ends up basically becoming the psycho and, and he he kills Justine. Didn't he kill yeah. he killed the, he killed, um, uh, he the killed boyfriend the, first? The other girl's Ashley's boyfriend. Actually, who can we talk about him for a minute? Yes. Yeah. Oh the fucking Jeff, that guy. I mean huge douche, huge douche like like your basic complete as, but his dialogue was so cleverly written yes. right. that it didn't, it didn't sound like a usual douche. They'd be like, Ashley, I've had a really bad day, man. I'm in a really bad headspace. So you should be really nice to me. So I need tonight. I just need to rub my temples and fuck me. Yeah. I know. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was, he was like an was elevated great. douche. Yeah. It was, it was a smarter douche than you normally get in these movies. He's still a douche, but my God, all this yeah. dialogue, like this is again, not laugh out loud. Funny. <laughs> right, right. But you just right. kind of step back and go, "Oh, that's funny." <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. What he just said was very funny. Yeah. Yeah, and then he he ends up, uh, you know, he he follows her to the shoot and then throws this big commotion and beats the shit out of Miles and and punches Nick and that's the whole thing that kind of sets everything into a spiral at that point for yeah. for Miles. Yeah. Uh, but and when when it happened and he he ended up punching Nick and I was like, "Oh no." This right. Gonna, I thought I thought you know Miles or not Miles was going to kill him, but I thought Nick was just going to snap right there and kill him in front of everyone. And they're like, "Oh my God, it. what happened?" No. Yeah. So no. no, Nick's got something else to hold on to right now. Yep. Yeah. Nick's yeah. He's got something keeping him a little bit saner than other people have right now. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but unfortunately, he doesn't have it for long. <laughs> I was heartbroken when he strangled Justine. Heartbroken. I know. I couldn't and believe was, it. Um, Pretty powerful scene, if I might say. Like you know, we look at sometimes where 
kills are too fast and you know like in like hollywood movies and like mainstream yeah. movies you know uh you know you stab somebody and they just instantly die they whatever strangle somebody yeah. but no these are like three minute strangulation scene and, and it's there was no very important there was no music when he killed justine yeah. either so exactly it's grim it's absolutely mm-hmm. yes. grim and you're like because yeah. this is a character who you've learned to adore yeah. this is the character you should be standing like in another movie would be your final girl yep yep oh yeah and then 100 percent has to lay there under the bed through the whole time too. Uh, no. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I felt. <laughs> yeah, I felt for her. I felt for her. Uh, like I said, that that death scene was powerful. It was pretty good. It was. Yeah. Uh, it worked. And the fact that you can pull that off in a horror comedy—that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Because in another movie, it'd be like, "Oh, she's dead." Ha ha. No, right. No, no, right. No, 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 no. The fact that he had the balls to go there with the weight of it. Yeah. They yeah. said, "We know that. We know they're gonna love this character." And also, can we talk about the movie? They're making yeah. the warehouse scream. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This movie is such shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's such shit. Oh, I know. But they keep talking like, what's the other girl's name? The blonde. Uh, Ash- Ashley. Ashley. Oh, what a great yes. actress Ashley is, and maybe she is, but the dialogue that she's given in this movie is just wretched. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what they said that the movie that they're making in the like the movie. Within the movie, it was a cross between Dead Zone and what? What was the other? Oh, it was Dead right. Zone and, and M and, and I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's like he all said like 20 different bullshit, things. And it's none of that. It's none of that. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, yeah, it's just it shitty great. red lighting in it's a bedroom shit. with the guy it's screaming at her. Shit. Yeah, yeah. She has but, a, uh, poor Ashley's playing twins. Yeah. We're right. Like, I like know. Yeah. I'm like, I know who killed me. Right. Uh. Before I know who killed me happened. And like the the, the, the hooker character is having the flash. Like I saw every bit of life drained out of her face and her blood, her life <laughs> pouring out of her neck. I'm like, this movie is shit. Yeah, this is bad. But <laughs> right. knowing, knowing, is, say, say for example, if that was a real life thing, and we got this movie, and we knew that the actual uh, lead actor in it was an actual serial killer, we would rent it. Oh, I yeah, mean, we would, no we matter would. what. Yeah, sure, yeah. So the premise is perfect to have a really shit and, and Miles is a really shitty writer, director, everything. That's a, and it shows. And it was like, I just love that bad dialogue and bad movie that they were making. I was like, this is horrible, but it so fits the script. Uh-huh. I Definitely. also I also the bit where, where uh, Nick calls Miles on his bullshit. It was that scene where in the in the mirror like, right after that. He's like, is this even a real movie? Right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, where's all the trucks and the wires and shit? Yeah, right. (laughs) Wires and this sets with these tables with snacks and there's nothing of that here. Is this even a real movie? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Which is why he asked Justine. He's like, does he? he, Miles is like, I have made 14 movies over the last (laughs) decade, and I wanted him to say like, I've made 14 movies over the last three months. I wanted him to be on a porn schedule. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's what I wanted. Definitely. uh, but no, when, when Nick finally sits down and watches some of his movies with Justine, he's just like, <laughs> I know, he was yeah. losing it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Ashley and that cat's, dude, like, <laughs> cat. it's I really, but I said, I'm also going, I've seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that he's, movie. And he's like, wow, Ashley's a really good actress. I'm going to yeah, get her yeah. to teach me how to act. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He he calls him on his bullshit too when they were driving out to the ranch or whatever the fucking place that Justine's family owned <laughs> for like one shot. And he's like, "Why are we going all the way up to this ranch?" And he's, "Oh, it'll it'll add grandeur to the movie." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Because yeah. people are going. Uh, I saw the whorehouse that screamed. Yeah, did you notice all the grandeur in that fucking movie? <laughs> you know what? This is missing. 
grandeur. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I think there's a lot of stuff in there where it's kind of joking on itself or, or its own yes. kind of genre of movie. Yeah. And we haven't, we haven't even mentioned the cameo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Malcolm oh, McDowell. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. we, we sort of did because that, that was when the fork kill paid off, but yeah. we didn't say who it paid off on. I love Malcolm McDowell's role in this one. He's this this guy that they're going to grab a green screen from that Miles owes already owes him like 25 grand, right? And so they're already worried that he's going to be a dick about it, whatever, and they need to borrow this green screen for one shot, the screaming headshot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Malcolm McDowell is this guy. He just wants Miles to make him the script. Like, he's paid him money to do the script, and he all he wants to do is play Dracula, and he's going over these rules about, you know, yeah. well, Dracula's not old, and he's like, you could make him old, whatever, and it, it just... Just love it. Like here's my concept for this movie. It's these yeah. young people on their backpacking through Transylvania, but the whole movie is being captured on their cell phones because the kids today they're always on their cell phones. So it'd be a whole movie that's told with cell phone footage, and they're like, uh, cell footage just kind of played itself out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I totally also, made up a new genre. <laughs> yeah. Also, Dracula wouldn't even be because he can't see his reflection, so you wouldn't even capture him. And it's like it's all yeah. like Dracula they kept, rules. They kept busting you know, his kind of, ideas. Yeah. I mean, any movie, any movie where Malcolm McDowell is introduced on a green screen fucking a girl in outer space, I'm on board with. That's so good. So good. Yeah, well, and he's like the washed-up uh, horror legend guy or whatever, right? That yeah. he's just kind of out of his mind on drugs, yeah. probably. Uh huh. And that's where the fork kill pays off because I heard they totally based that on Vincent Price. He was totally into green screen, outer space sex. <laughs> that's funny. True story. Really, really. <laughs> but yeah, he he ended up. Uh, he ended up getting real creepy with Justine, and uh, Nick did not did not like that very much. Oh, he pulled so. the gun at everybody too, so that wasn't. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, we keep talking about early on um, when he's first when they first corner Nick with this idea in, in this di- in this coffee shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, like, they've broken into his house and they've stole. Uh, Nick has. Uh, I'm sorry, Miles has broken into his house and stolen some of his murder weapons and, and incriminating photographs. Yep. Which he's going to use as, as leverage against him. Right. Yeah. And he's just like and Nick says, "I could kill you with this fork." Yeah, right now. And they have a long discussion about how that's not scary. Yeah, yeah. The knife is more scary. Oh, it's too blunt or it's too dull or whatever. Yeah, they go back and forth for like a couple minutes about uh-huh. it. Uh huh. Yeah, but I'm not going to be, yeah, whatever, but I'm not going to be scared of your fork. And Nick just says, you will be. You yeah. will be. <laughs> yeah, and, then and then half an hour later, it pays off when he kills Malcolm McDowell with a fork. And he's just yeah, like, he's like, fork, see? fork, fork, yep. fork. What <laughs> 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 a fork. <laughs> In your face. No, that is great. And it's, it's, a, and it's just smart. It shows the level of yeah. care in the script where they're not just throwing out random ideas and, and non sequitur bullshit that doesn't pay off. But just about everything pays off. Yes. Yeah. Either good or bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like the Justine thing, that is the wow it had to end. Yeah. yeah. It was too good in a movie like this. That relationship was too good to last. Oh yep. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For this kind of movie, I agree. And to, to break up that relationship was the correct dramatic choice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ashley at the end, accepting yes. all the awards. And then, Still into the he looks at a couple in the audience and he gives that little smirk at the end. I was like, yes, because he's still a sewer killer. You what know, else, he's still hunting. What I also appreciated, no backstory. Correct. Which yeah, is not, yeah. He kills couples. We don't need to know anything else. That's it. We don't need a half hour explanation. No, yeah. there was there was like one little bit of dialogue with Justine where he just kind of said the thing about that he only kills couples. Yeah. She's trying to guess how many people that he killed. Oh, right. Like, it's, yeah. it's 38 people. What are you doing in here? Um, you know, just off by myself. 
I'm a quiet loner. You're looking for murder weapons? You really think you'd be dumb enough to hide them in here? Well, he's dumb enough to invite a known psychopath into his home, so... Fair enough. You know, it's not just weapons. I'm also missing some photographs. Highly personal photographs. Look, I'll make you a deal. You tell me where my stuff is and I'll spare you, okay? I'll just kill Miles. How's that? I don't know where your stuff is. Okay. But I'm gonna find it. And when I do, that's a wrap. Look, you don't want me in this movie, okay? I'm gonna suck. I'm not an actor. You should get, you know, like a real actor. He doesn't want a real actor. He wants you. Why? Because you're a real killer. So? How many people have you killed? Like, more than a hundred? A hundred? No. Come on. Don't be a moron. Ten. Okay. Yeah. Let's say ten. You don't know the exact number. I have killed 38 people. Wow. That's a lot. It's not a hundred. Besides, that figure's inflated. I've only gone out and killed half that, but I only kill couples, so... You only kill couples? Yeah. Why only couples? I don't know. That's just how I do it. You don't think there's some psychological reason behind that? Probably. You don't have to keep talking to me if I'm making you feel uncomfortable. Okay. Well, it's not a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, 38? Wow, that's kind of a lot. He's like, well, it's only seven, or what was it, uh, uh, 19 times or whatever. Yeah. He's like, right, but I only kill couples. couples. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, but, that was math. Oh, yeah. sorry. You promised me there'd be no math. It was, it was part of the that movie. I can't help heavy. it. I'm sorry. I was part of the movie. Blame the movie for being smart, not me. I stabbed the movie. <laughs> it's not my fault. Uh-huh. That's what they all say. <laughs> After the fact. No, I think uh, it's a gem of a movie, and the fact that it's just not out there, people don't know about it, makes me sad. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, why don't we, we can kind of turn this into our own sort of final thoughts or, or mm-hmm. you know, any last things we want to say about the movie and, and give our ratings on it. Do you want to go first, Marco? Sure, sure. Um. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for finding this movie, Patrick, and giving it to us to watch and review it, because I enjoyed it thoroughly through the whole yeah, thing. That gives yeah. me life. That's my happiest thing in life. Yeah. I, so. Yeah, it's like one of those movies where I tell people now, and it's just so sad that I can't, like, just automatically give them a copy to watch it. You know, we have to find it and, and all that. But uh, I, I'm, at the, I'm at the point where uh, I'm, I'm loving this movie. I love it. And it's smart. It's fun. It's just like I said, when horror comedy, it just works. It works. And it's like, this is so good. At first, I was like, at the first, you know, 20 minutes of the film, I was like, okay, where's the comedy? Like, where is it going to, where is it going to ramp up? Right. But hell, right. It, it did. It really got into smart dialogue. Uh, it got into like smart, you know, like um, uh, uh, going or payoffs, come, you know, coming back. Uh, 
the acting was awesome for an independent movie. I thought, mm-hmm. uh, even they were like the actors were trying to be bad and they were and they did it so good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I, I, I <laughs> again, I I want I just love the fact that I can put this on my repertoire of movies that I've seen. I go, this is awesome. Uh, if it ever comes out to where we can buy a physical copy of it, I'm there. I'm doing it. I'm sure you can buy a physical copy of it. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I haven't done that amount of research on it, but it's just the fact that it was so hard to nail down on streaming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's also not really, it's just one that's not really like talked about very much too. I well, feel it doesn't, I mean, it, it's not talked about at all. It doesn't have anybody in it. Mm-hmm. Sure. To make people talk about it. I mean, except for Malcolm Adele, who will in all fairness be in anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, it also, I, I think just because the, the smart mm. writing of it and stuff, you would hope to see more stuff from this guy that wrote the movie. I'd, I'd like to see what else he actually yeah. has done. I'll have to dig a little deeper on that. Uh, cool. Why hot. don't you... Said that. that was hot. That was hot. Dig, <laughs> hot. <laughs> dig a little deeper. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. That's okay. <laughs> Making creepy noises. That's fine. Patrick's Perfect. drunk. How are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> That is perfectly fine. Uh, well, why don't you give us your final creepy thoughts on the movie, Patrick, and uh, your your like-love uh, ratio of this. I mean, I would give this a four. I think this is a ton of fun. Sure. Um, it, it, it's one of these little hidden gems that are out there, just sparkling, waiting for – I always like, – I have a segment of my show, recurring segment, uh, called the um, – uh, wow, I forgot what it's called now on my own show. You can edit this part <laughs> out, right? <laughs> if you want me to, I can. The crapshoot. Where I randomly okay. pick something that's out there and, you know, in search of that diamond, you know, it, where I dive headfirst into that vast sea of direct-to-video movie releases mm-hmm. in search of that diamond in the shit pile. This is that one of those diamonds. Nice. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute gem. Nice. And nice. you wouldn't – there's nothing about the box cover or the back – or the description of it that would normally attract people. Right. Which is why you have to have somebody tell you to watch it. Yeah. So yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. No, it it does undersell itself. I agree with the even just the one line synopsis on IMDb is like, well, that's interesting, but it doesn't. It's simple. It's like yeah, it yeah, doesn't really right. sell it, anything yeah, in particular about it. How many movies have that kind of description of it, and you just kind of go, yeah, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it needs a better description as far as like uh, or something of a of a short trailer or something that has to be out there that tells you. Look, this is this is a, a very simple premise, but it's done so well. Yeah, like, this, right. this is made by people who know the industry and know it really well. Yes, yes, nice. And they know all the ins and outs of what works and what doesn't, and they nail it. Right. Yep. And I'm only not giving it a five because they killed Justine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, right? Why couldn't she live? Why didn't they just kill Ashley instead? She kind of uh, sucks. Because everyone expects Ashley to die. Yeah, yeah it's true. a reversal of expectations. She's totally yeah. the girl who's set up to die in this kind of a movie. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he did love her too, so he, he no. Mm. <laughs> but mm. Uh, mm. either way, Miles is a dick. Miles is a dick. Right. Miles Fowler, perfect name for him. Right. Yeah. He's Miles Fowler than your average character in this movie. Yeah, and he's a chicken. He is a chicken. <laughs> he's a gun. Uh, Nobody uses a gun in a slasher movie. Come on now. Right. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that gun that gun kill was excellent. That was an excellent gun kill. Yeah, We're yeah. not going to tell them what that was because they have to go find yeah. the movie now, which is streaming on Tubi right now for free. There you That's go. Right. Uh, cool. So we had basically two loves from you guys, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I am also going to be in the love pile for this. So it's a love pile on Shock Value. 
Nice. Oh, you're giving me a boner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I could do that for someone. Um, we we definitely, you know, just stuff like this is always great for the show because it is so hard to find these things, especially stuff that, you know, whatever this is, five years ago that this came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. by now it's 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 practically five years worth of movies go by and you're like, oh, what? Right. 2014, that's like an old-timey movie. Yeah, practically, it's yeah. So, <laughs> so it's nice to catch something from the, the near past, for sure. And I, I'm a sucker for horror comedy anyway, so when there's some fun with some serious stuff, because I also like, you know, not fun stuff that is, is depressing and, and fucked up, so it, yeah, it right. kind of does both of those things really well. And I love dialogue comedy, which this movie is filled with. Oh, yeah. The the main actor, uh, Nick, he he just delivers that character so well, that kind of dry, deadpan, super serious, not sarcastic, but sarcastic when he needs to be. Uh Uh-huh. And impossible Uh, to read. Yeah, yeah. You cannot read him, Mm -hmm. which I think is fascinating about him. Everyone else can kind of read into what they're into, but he's always a blank. Yeah, you're second-guessing his actions the whole movie. Is yeah. he going right. to lash out or is he going to sit there? What is he doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, like, that one part, it surprised me because I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to yep. he's gonna snap. No, nope, he didn't. So yeah. yep. maybe there just wasn't a fork nearby. Had a much happier ending, so this is all Nick's fault. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> exactly. He definitely should have forked that guy. God damn, forked him right in the hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> forked in the butt. But That's uh, not yeah. what he said. That's, not... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Whoa, we weren't going <laughs> there. <laughs> That's just, that's, you're just being gross now, <laughs> uh, It's getting a little bit uh, American Psycho. Right. <laughs> killer Penetration. Um, oh, no, that was Seven that had the Killer Penetration, right? That's a different yeah, movie. So. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. I, have you guys seen... Uh, I get my Killer Penetration sorry, mixed sorry, up. Totally, totally random. Since we're on Killer Penetration, have you seen Someone's Knocking at the Door? No. No. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Hard to find, but it's out there. Uh, all these great indie horror stars are in it. These oh, nice. college students oh, take some experimental drug, and all of a sudden they're being haunted by this ghost of a serial killer. Nice. With a very distinctive weapon. Oh. Okay. I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> his weapon is its 14-inch baseball bat thickness penis. <laughs> <laughs> he rapes everybody to death. That's oh awesome. man. Male, female. It's totally fucked up movie. I'm saying I've never seen a movie like this before. This is insane. <laughs> well, we need to find it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, it's got all these people you recognize in there, but you don't know their names. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. nice, nice. Yeah. Probably won't watch that one with my kid. I'll, uh, I'll pass on. <laughs> That's not family movie night. Depends on your family, I suppose. Yeah. Manson family night. Right. I know. I'm. He's. Mm. He's. It's already bad enough for the stuff that he's exposed to. I'm trying not to ruin him completely. So. Uh, it's too late. It's yeah. Too late. The damage is done. He's one of us now. <laughs> he's one of us. Us. Gooba gaba. Gooba gaba. Gooba gaba. Gooba gaba. Yeah, one yep. of us. We got to do freaks one day too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we take a break here? We're I think we're we're off topic of this movie here. Yes, we are. <laughs> we have. So, we will take a break and we will come back to talk about another movie that maybe we do or don't have a love pile with. One take, okay? You are this. You are this. All right. On this take. All right. Rolling? You're afraid. Come on, we can do this. You're afraid of who you are, but it thrills you. We can do this one more. But it also sickens you. 
the same time. Okay, pick up the knife, hold it up for camera. No, no, don't turn towards the camera. Look in the mirror. Okay. Hold the knife up high. Not that high, bring it down. There you go, good, good. Okay. Now look at the knife. And laugh. Ha ha ha. Okay, don't laugh. Just smile. No, smile at the knife. All right, cut. Lester, take 15. Okay, well. That wasn't very good, Nick. Okay. I know you don't think you can do this, but. Because I can't do this. You can do this. You are this character. No, I'm not. I don't do any of this shit. I don't laugh at my knife. You're gonna have to learn to just trust the process here. I don't know what that means. That means you gotta trust me. Well, I don't trust you and I don't like you, and I hate you, and I want to go home. And not for nothing, but is this a real movie? I don't know much about this stuff, but I live in Hollywood too. I've seen real movies getting shot, and they're not made on camcorders. And where are the trucks and all the cables and shit? And the lights, big lights, not like that. And more people and snacks, and those chairs with the director's names on the back, whatever they're called. They're called director's chairs. Are you really a movie director? Because it doesn't look like it. Am I really a movie director? <clears throat> oh, here it is. All right. You know what this is, do you? Is it some sort of award you got for directing a movie? This is the grand prize of the first annual Van Nuys Splatter Days Film Festival. And yes, I won it for my last film. I've made 14 movies in the past decade. Two of them, starring Sir Edmund Dean Huntley. He's a horror icon, all right? I choose to work outside of the studio system to protect my vision. Not yours, not Hollywood's, mine. Yes, I really am a filmmaker, and I'm really making a film right now. And you really need to respect my vision and trust the fucking process. Otherwise, your lunatic ass is gonna be in one of those chairs with the straps and electricity, whatever they're called. It's actually lethal injection in California. <sighs> Thank you, Justine. Can we please move on to the next scene? Get him in wardrobe. And that's exactly why, like I said, uh, you know, Paul and I discussed this before, but the Child's Play remake, right? Like, 
Mm. They're they're doing their own movie, slapping a Child's Play sticker on it, and then these kids are gonna grow up thinking that's Child's Play. I'm like, no, you know, it's not. It's no, it's like, not. And also, I'm like, why, mm-hmm. why, why yeah. would you have a doll be the center hub yeah. of your house? You know, I don't even know what you would call it. Like, your, why is this? Why is this your doll? Yeah, why is this doll your Alexa? Why is your kid yeah. in charge of what goes on in your house? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they just threw the the child's play sticker on there to trick people ooh, to go ooh, to go. Oh my yeah. gosh! The the heating keeps going up to eighty three degrees. What keeps happening? Oh, it must be Chucky. Oh no! Oh, shut up! Get the fuck out! Get out! The channel keeps changing every time I turn it to channel seven. What keeps happening? Damn it! Oh no! It also comes out on the same day. Um, uh, Toy Story four comes out. Um, so I, I, they do not want to make any money. <laughs> They're sorry, you know. I don't know. And also, I'm sorry. The new Chucky looks like a lesbian. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, like it just needs a cool belt and it's a lesbian. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. It has a little bit of that seed of Chucky in there. And I can say it, that too. because Stacy Ponder agrees with me. There you go. <laughs> well, he's a, a genderless. No, <laughs> he can't be, <laughs> meant to be called Chucky. <laughs> Well, in uh, what was that that movie from last year with Alison Hannigan? Her name, there. Well, her what the, they were calling her Chuck. I, but I guess it's not Chucky. Think but... I'm the killer. Or... Yes, yeah, you might be the killer. Whatever. It was. Yeah, you might that be was, the killer. That was all right. Yeah, but she was her. She was called Chuck. I think was her. I think you're right. Her yeah. nickname, but mm-hmm. uh, she got it's some not Chucky. Monk cheeks in her old age. Bless her heart. Yeah. It's like what happened to your face, Alison Hannigan? <laughs> <laughs> She's eating too much bread. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Allison, lay off the carbs. Sign the gay community. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to yes. start this? Oh my God, let's do this. Okay. And we are back to talk about All About Evil from 2010. This movie is got a little bit longer of a synopsis, which I will pull up here. It says, A mousy librarian inherits her father's beloved but failing old movie house. In order to save the family business, she discovers her inner serial killer and a legion of rabid gore fans. When she starts turning out a series of grisly shorts, uh, what her fans don't realize yet is that the murders in the movies are all too real. Yes. Uh, so the, I've the got one some thing... grisly shorts for you. <laughs> <laughs> Are they also short shorts? Uh, exactly. <laughs> grizzly booty shorts. <laughs> With grizzly, grizzly bear hair? Thank you very much. Perfect. That'd be some good running shorts. Some You're grizzly welcome. bear. Please, oh, fur. please. I'll watch that marathon. Thank you. Whatever the Gatorade, like, yes, have a banana. Yes. <laughs> uh, th- so this this movie, it, it plays up a lot of... In the the description, it talks about the mousy librarian inheriting her father's thing. Our our main character, played by Natasha Lyonne. Yes, she's uh, awesome. But I also feel like there's a big part of the movie that she's not the main character of. That Thomas Decker is also. It's, it's almost like they're a one A and one B. Yeah, two main character. In this movie. First of all, yeah. Let me just tell you. First of all, this movie is the best movie that John Waters never directed. Yeah. Right. Uh, yes. Yes. Because anything involving the theater. Right. Trips right. with John Waters. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then there's the Tom, uh, the Thomas Decker world, which does not. That's all very reality-based mm-hmm. for the most part. When I think the two worlds colliding is fantastic. But the thing that you should know, that this is directed by Peaches Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also known as Joshua Grinnell. Peaches Christ in San Francisco was renowned as being the Gore Gore Girl. Right. She hosted this thing every 
I think every month at the uh, at the at the at the Castro Theater, there's midnight midnight mass. They called it. She would screen horror mm-hmm. movies. There'd be a whole show beforehand. There'd be a whole show afterwards. It was a whole like event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she she was bringing horror to the culture, and it was this whole thing. So she was like the horror drag queen before Sharon Needles was a thing. Right. And this is her movie. Yeah, and uh, I um, I actually did not know very much about that uh, about you know the 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 director and then this this alternate character that he does as well and and was very intrigued and actually went and and looked a bunch of stuff up and was reading all the stuff about about him and about her and and Mm -hmm. sort of the history and i uh, i found that to be really interesting because i saw that he was in the movie and then i saw his picture on imdb is is of the the cross-dresser character in the movie and i was like what the hell i'm like what you know so and then i I of course had to go look up and read a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of shit about it and Mm -hmm. uh so i think that part is is super interesting for sure and i had not really seen many john waters movies but this definitely makes me want to see more of them so because i I, well i i love the the to me that's the better part of the movie is all the theater stuff and the weird stuff that goes on well the opening scene is pure john waters okay where we meet tiny little hold on deborah tenise yes actually she's deborah tennis at the time yeah, Deborah yes, Tennis. Deborah Tennis. Tennis. Little Tennis. Little Tennis. Deborah Tennis. Being forced to perform in this little show uh-huh. at the theater before screening of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Where she's supposed to sing a little song and she winds up peeing herself. Yeah. And then, electro- yeah, yeah. And then the pee electrocutes her. I know. <laughs> While That's the so audience funny. laughs at her. While no, her yeah, mother yeah. laughs at her backstage. You know. I know. And then when she came out and they were like, look, it's Deborah Penis. Yeah. yeah Deb- I was like, oh, that poor girl. Uh-huh. Totally John Waters. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that uh, establishes her initial character, and then through the you know the the course of time, her father ends up dying. I don't think it was an accident or anything. It was just no, that he was death. yeah right. And uh, she takes over the theater and the the it's evil the stuff. struggling theater. Yes, and the, the quickly dying theater, might I add. Yeah, and it seemed like they were pretty much only playing horror movies most of the time. What is it? That's what dad liked. Yeah. Any other movies? Yeah, that's what her dad liked. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's kind of awesome. There's actually a theater here that it sort of reminds me of aesthetically, but they almost never play horror movies. They play them in October. They play like four horror movies. Yeah. And then Basic. the rest of the year, it's it's like shitty cover bands of old middle class white people music. Mm-hmm. Basic bitches. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like we, we, the, we, the Steve Miller Band it. tribute. Oh, oof. That type of shit. Wow. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> It's even worse a tri- than I a tribute to ABBA. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, yeah, I was just kidding. Hey, easy there. <laughs> well, it's a tribute band, you know. It's like they're they're wasting this good movie house on having a crappy cover band. No, you can't get real ABBA these days. So that's true. Uh, but anyways, it sort of reminds me of that theater that's around here. Uh, it's kind of a similar aesthetic. It's got the crappy old seats. Don't even have cup holders in them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just a big open room like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they, she takes this thing over. They're just playing horror movies. They have their faithful 12 regulars that come in or whatever. Mm, right. And the stepmom wants to sell the place and she does not want to. And they scuffle and she ends up snapping and, and murdering her stepmom. And also through a whole kind of wacky series of follies, she ends up playing the surveillance tape on the screen for the right. people in the theater. So they think it's this, the short film that she made. Yeah. Which the thing that I love is the, the, the Mr. Twig character. Mr. Yeah. Twigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that he just sees that and he realizes right away, like, oh, this is 
a tape of this bitch getting murdered. Uh-huh. But he he was the one that improvises on the spot, and really, it's it's all his kind yeah. of idea that it's sets the whole idea. thing in motion. Right. Yeah, yeah. He, well, I mean, he, he had every reason. Sorry, you go. No, I was just saying he he, he covers it up, up mm-hmm. for Deborah, and uh, the the audience is thinking like, oh, that was cool. That was like a short little movie, and they're all applauding it. And he kind of tells her like, this is a good thing. That bitch is it was in our way. Now we can. Uh, keep the the theater open and right. and do it our way and yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the the mother I think is I love the, the I love the mother character. She's great because yes, yeah. there is not an ounce of redeemability to this character whatsoever. Like the no. first time you see her is her laughing at the daughter when she's being electrocuted, and if you yeah. forget that she was a wicked character, that she's dressed as the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Uh, and then she dies. Uh, I just got such wonderful. Like I wish I wish I had written them out beforehand, but I didn't think of it. <laughs> Never mind. I said really. You no, know, she's got wonderful. Like John Waters has this knack of writing elevated speech. Mm-hmm. Like people don't talk like normal people do. Right. And she's got wonderful things like you'll always belong to the world of the bland. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. The bland girl trapped in the world of the bland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a oh, it's horrible true. character. So when she finally gets murdered, you're like, "Yes, thank you." Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I also love that when Deborah snaps and is stabbing the shit out of her with this pencil, mm-hmm. yeah. that she's freaking out. But she's quoting horror movies and doesn't even realize she's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> quoting horror movies and getting into the her like her true identity, like smearing the blood in her hair and her neck, and yeah, and just kind of like this this introverted girl now becomes like. This felt good. This was natural to me. This is awesome. And then realize, oh shit, I just killed somebody. Like snapping out of that trance kind of but deal. But then what would immediately happen afterward was that Thomas Decker came out. Yeah. I said, yeah. Hey, Deborah, that was amazing. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Thanks. 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 It was like you created a whole new genre, like surveillance slaughter or something. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. I knew you'd like it. <laughs> totally, definitely. You make, make, make more, okay? All right. Bye. So she, yeah. just got, she just got reinforcement for everything she just did, and for, all of a sudden she just she transforms from yep. Deborah Tennis to Deborah Tenise. <laughs> That's <Still> Deborah. <laughs> That's awesome. Deborah That's right. Tenise. I am Deborah. And she is, this, this performance is absolutely bananas. It is. It is. Yeah, I know. She yeah. did an amazing job. Yeah, she she just goes full crazy at that point. And, it's uh, like if I can just a complete a bit, 180. Um, when I had first started the podcast, literally I had no idea if I had an audience or if I had an idea. Like I put out one episode and then it sat there for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I saw in one of the, the gay magazines that this movie was coming. They were having a, a one-night screening, and it was going to be a big party. I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll go. And this whole night was like it was at Midnight Mass. This mean there was like band and a music performance and a drag performance, and they bring out a celebrity, and then another – it was a whole party before the movies. By the time the mm-hmm. movie started, everybody is jacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But That's one of the awesome. things that I thought was great was that Natasha Leone came out and was talking with Peaches about making the movie – and it turns out she is a hardcore horror fan. Awesome. Like okay. She was referencing some deep cut shit yeah. that your average person would not know. I'm like, so she actually knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Nice. And it totally yeah, comes yeah. into this performance that she knows her John Waters and she knows her horror and she's absolutely living her best life in this film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and we get into the, the – they continue making these short films where they have to find people to kill. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of laughing earlier about – 
one of the movie titles, but there's a bunch of like all of these movies kind of evolve into like a parody of some sort of like literary classic, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. of course, our our favorite was the A Tale of Two Severed Titties. Ah, yes. Yeah. The thing I love about <laughs> all these short films as well is that they're PSAs for movie etiquette. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's because what I was just Even in say, France, <laughs> cell phones are rude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know. That's, it's so that, great. That was so ingenious on this film to do that. It weren't just little, you know, it, it's like one of those things. Like, I want to go to a movie theater that actually has this this theme, like if this movie theater was themed uh, that plays only horror movies and it PSAs would be horror shorts. That, that's awesome. Like, I, where is this theater I want to go to and I want to watch it now, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they're so, and that poor girl, that poor girl. That poor girl, her first victim. Oh, I know. That poor girl. I know. That poor girl who did nothing but just want to eat spaghetti with her mom. <laughs> I know. I don't know why they picked her, but they picked this poor girl, and she's being chased through the bowels. That they drug her, and they she's being chased the bowels of the theater by Mr. Twigs. Yeah. 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 And her top gets ripped <laughs> off. Uh huh. In that horror movie way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You just grab it, <laughs> exactly. and it just and spins like, around. Like, it's like melts off. off, so she's running around topless. <laughs> But then all of a sudden she runs into Natasha Lyonne, who's dressed in like Renaissance French. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I know. It all so makes sense bizarre. later. <laughs> yeah, it all makes sense later. Then she stands next to a guillotine, right? So like, okay, Mister. Well, uh, they're, T- they're supposed to chop her head off, but Mister. Yeah. Fall the pan. They can't fit her head in. Yeah. So what's the next big best thing they could fit? Into the guillotine circle was her tits, and and one by one they chop it, and it shows it, and it shows it flopping on the ground, and it's just, and the best thing that I've seen pretty much in the past ten years was the PSA movie poster for that, the the tale of the severe, what was it, severed titties? Uh huh. Yeah, tale of two severed titties. Titties, uh-huh. and it have that classic B horror movie element to it, and it was just just so ingenious. Oh, oh so yeah, there's, there's so many of those because things. Because one too. is never enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you I love it. Just one. I love the reactions of the audience too, where some people liked it and some people were like utterly disgusted by those those short films. Like you got the like the older lady, and she's like, "Oh my god, this is that's horrible." Like I love mm-hmm. it how not everybody was just so just cheering it, but it was that different rea- like a real reaction, you know? Yeah, I also just love too, and this one of this is this is just me being weird. Is that. <sighs> The girl's act, the victim's acting, is over the top and ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. actually makes the scene palatable. If she played it for real, it would be unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she, the girl, is tortured. Yeah. Before yeah. her tits are finally cut off and she dies, and <laughs> even afterwards, the tits right. are cut oh, off, yeah. and then Natasha Leone is addressing the camera, like, "Remember to turn off your cell phone during the film." While she's still floundering around, like, yeah, this is leaking out behind her. I'm like, "This is awful. <laughs> this is I know. awful." But we've set this up to be hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I I love how as they keep killing people to make these movies, they just keep storing them in the attic, and some of them are not even dead. They just yeah, yeah. they're just up Mink, there alive, with, tied up. Stole. Can we talk about Mingstol? <laughs> I know Mingstol, the ultimate John Waters actress. That's still oh, alive. That's so not crazy. Dead. Yeah, she's she's there as a girl as a the, the she worked in the library with mm-hmm. Deborah, not Deborah, yes. not Deborah, and she gets hunted down for something. I love that she's killed for something that she didn't even actually do. It's a totally imaginary yeah. fault yeah. that she's loud. Yeah. yeah. She makes too much noise. And therefore, yeah. she has to see how she's the punishment. She's the PSA for being quiet during the movie. <laughs> yeah, you can totally see uh, on Deborah's uh, character progression how 
it started off like this is some, something I can do to save the movie theater also and keep my dad's vision alive because that was important for her too, to keep this movie theater alive for her Patreons. But they also got so into the role where she forgot about her friends, you know, where it was this woman came in, she was loud and she didn't even care. So they went to the library and, and sewed her mouth shut. <laughs> sewed her <laughs> mouth shut. And that scene is gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nasty. Yeah, you for know, a low-budget independent film, the special effects in this are fantastic. It's great. Yeah, it's the, great. the kills are ridiculous in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, way yeah, more yeah. over the top than in the in the first movie. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. very much. Though so. they sure. they go out of the way to show everything you need to see. Yes, and in the grossest way possible. I was like, are they actually sewing McStoll's mouth shut? Because she's the kind of bitch to be like, yeah, sew my mouth shut. Yeah, right. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, uh, she shows her mouth up, but they don't kill her. She's up in the attic for the rest of the movie, but she has a great final scene later on, which we'll probably get to. What I yeah. like about this, too, is that you actually, your opinion of Deborah changes drastically. Yes. Somewhere yes. about the halfway oh, yeah. point, you stop rooting for her. Right. Like, you've become an absolute monster. Yeah, she definitely does a, a huge 180. And that's pretty much this. when she starts recruiting her film crew. She, I know. She I like builds the, the most insane film crew. Can we talk about the twins? Yes, uh, please. They're kind of cute. I don't. I don't yeah. like them. <laughs> Those twins are amazing. They have two lines of dialogue each. Yeah, I know. But they're all they're the entire movie for me. They are. I. Th- that's when I kind of like was watching this film and I, oh, I was watching this movie and I go, what, when she did the recruiting to keep up the pace and she needed help and all that stuff. Yeah. And she found the the meth addict in the alley beating old ladies to death, you know, hired him and then he's went by, to the by same the way, asylum. My future husband. That's my future husband. No, <laughs> no, it's Aiken, FYI. Just so you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they went to the same asylum and recruited the twins. I-, I was like, this is amazing. This is like the best ragtag film crew you can have, you know, uh-huh. murderous, just evil. I was like, this turned into a comic book for me right, right then and there. And I yeah. love that. And I love the scene where she's ta- where she's got them all at the table. Yeah, she's giving them the plan for everything, and like, this you see a fire breaking out in the kitchen? <laughs> yes. Behind, yes. I'm like, it, it, the flame just keeps getting higher and higher. She's talking like she's the devil now. Yeah. This I is know. their. This is the devil's bargain that you're all buying into right now. This and that's the turning point of the movie. Yep. Yeah. You're not yeah. on her side anymore. Great. Oh, definitely. And she's and like her character is so fucking insane. Like, and she just gets more insane as it goes. Like she shows up on TV in the fucking Betty Boop lips. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then the the um the girlfriend, well not girlfriend, but the girl that Steven brings there on the date. Oh, fucking Claire. Yeah, yeah and then, she's and she's worst. like talking shit about people. Claire's the worst. We hate Claire. Yeah. And uh, what's I love with the twins that anytime somebody says something, they're doing the concession stand, they just give that look like, "Oh, I'm going to kill you." Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. And so they hear her talking shit, and they just look at her like you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she is dead. Was good. Yep, oh, it was brutal too. They, they uh, really stabbed the fuck out of her on the toilet and showed it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I like how she when she farted, she gave it a little smirk, like a smile. I, like, know. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know why good. that's funny. Um, but the uh, the performance in this that blows me away, mm-hmm. Cassandra Peterson. Thank you. But yeah, thank the, you. The she's always Steven's great. Mom. I know. Yeah. I see her not Elvira, but I mean, right. I was so invested in her character. Mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. her mom so much because because she plays Thomas Decker's mom. Yes. We haven't gotten into it all yet. Uh, he's this troubled teen who loves horror movies. He's us, right? Right. Basically, yep. and he's finding himself in more and more trouble the more and more he gets involved in this theater. Mm-hmm. And 
she's the concerned mom, and in other movies, it would be played a spe- certain kind of way that we're used to. Right. But she's so uh-huh. positive about everything. Yeah. She's yeah, such she a great trying. mom that I'm yeah. like, I love her so much. That at a certain point, I went, oh, my God, they're going to kill her, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're I was very concerned. Her. They're going to Justine her on my ass. And I was very concerned <laughs> for Cassandra <laughs> Peterson for the rest of the movie. And I think that's a huge right. testament to her because she was not in her wheelhouse. She's right, not right. Elvira at all. There's no trace right. of Elvira in this character at all, except on her son's bedroom wall. Yeah, which was amazing little cameo thing. Like she's telling, asking him though. The, the Decker was like, "Oh, there's a girl, and she's you know she's an older girl." Which he's talking about Deborah. Yeah. You know, he's talking about Deborah. That he's in love with her. He he's he's followed her in this movie theater, and <laughs> and his mom Cassandra Peterson's what going there. He like so you like older women, okay? And she looks at the poster. Above and it's Elvira and, she, and it's just like classic, right? Like, of course that mm-hmm. was coming because I saw that poster yeah, right, right. first thing on the on that room, mm-hmm. and I was like, they're gonna reference it somehow. Obviously, you know. That was the only moment of like self-aware smirking that this movie does too. Yes. And this yes. movie could have mm-hmm. been filled with it. Yep. Oh, totally. And they don't Definitely. take that route, and I think that's really smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, the the Stephen character, I love his sort of best friend. Yeah, oh, she's not great not too. his girlfriend Judy. Yeah. Is her Judy's name? great. Yeah, Judy's yeah. great. I loved her too, she, and I was very concerned about her too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and she gets in some real peril for sure. She well, sure well, does. I just want to mention the casting um, on that. So you got Stephen and his three friends, and Judy's like, uh, you know, the the love interest, but they're friends, right? They're friendly, right? You know, they're not really boyfriend mm-hmm. girlfriend, but you can tell there's a little bit of a a spark there. And then the other two friends are. To me, when you look at the four of them, and I'm not just talking about like image or whatever. I'm talking like it felt real. They felt like high schoolers. They Thank felt. You. That's what right. I said when I covered it on my show. I said just re- during the during the past uh, 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 Potathon, this yeah. past October, I said that these four didn't feel like they came from central casting and they threw them in golf clothes. Right. 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 They felt it, it, right. They felt right. They acted right. They had a chemistry together. Like these are four friends that are that that have all these inside jokes, and they and they just they just meshed well. You buy into it. Like there's life after outside of school. It, it's just like I sat back and I go, man, that that's just awesome. Like I I I'm, don't feel first. It doesn't feel like these are twenty year olds playing you know sixteen year olds kind of stuff. Right. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. No, the and the kids are great too. They. Especially the the Judy and Steven yes. kind of back and forth that they have. No, again, mm-hmm. they, both smart actors making smart choices and just with smart mm-hmm. writing, like the, just the conflict. And also, there's it's even brought into question like Steven's sexuality comes up at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from his mom. And again, that's done in the nicest possible way. Mom handles that in the way I wanted my mom to handle that. Right. 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 I mean, she doesn't go about and ask. She just says something, and then he, and then Stephen just says, "Like, I'm not gay, mom." And she goes, uh-huh. "Well, it's okay mm-hmm. if you were, you know." And Which, she, given cause... everything that was going on with Thomas Decker at the time, yeah, yes, it's a nice scene to see. I can, I can, in his character, I can relate a little bit with my own personal experience growing up because I went to Catholic school for eight uh, years as a kid. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I would write dude, in my dude, 17, 17 years. I went. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would be that. I'm honest to God. I was with the Gore Zone magazines and the Fangoria magazines. And on our OPG folders, I would I would draw all kinds of just, you know, horror stuff all over my folders. Uh-huh. And the teachers got a hold of actually a student saw it and reported me to the principal office and and I got brought in and also my mom was involved. It's like so he likes horror movies. Like, who cares? You know, uh, mm-hmm. I had 
pictures of phantasm on my wall with the ball with the you know bloody priest and everything. Oh, anyway, that's that's a whole different thing. But it's it's just one of those things where you just oh, you just don't let it just let the kid express himself any way he wants. It doesn't have to be like this troubled kid that loves blood in 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 a fictitious way. You know, right. it's not that if I saw it in real life, I'd faint. Uh, okay, I oh, get a bloody absolutely. nose, I faint. I, um, <laughs> so, you know, no, real yeah. life horror, forget it. But yeah, it's. I just related to the Stevens character about him in this movie about the school didn't believe him. They accused him of all kinds of bad stuff. You know, he was like, and he was just kind of like, whatever, just leave me alone kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And he gives a, a great little like defensive horror and, and mm-hmm. of when, when he's on Deborah's side, he gives right. like the, this whole thing to between him and Judy, where he's talking about, you know, the, the importance of what she's doing and, and the stuff about her being a female filmmaker and how the horror mm-hmm. movies are not real. Hey, so, did you have fun Friday night? Eh, it was all right. All right, you're kidding, aren't you? The short was incredible. Deb's already like a film hero or something. Kind of a hot one. What, hot film hero? Oh, yeah, I mean, totally. Clearly, obviously, the next door is I mean, her movie, oh, it was just so deep. Well, it did effectively... <laughs> oh, wait, okay, that cell phone person? Okay, obviously some kind of like suicide girl reject just so desperate to show off her boob job and tattoos. I mean, come on, it looks like she's on drugs. It's pathetic. Oh, misjudgmental. What the? Okay, that movie sucked. I mean, she's a woman making this misogynistic crap for a theater full of like Peter Jackson doors. Who, by the way, have nothing better to do on a Friday night. Right, so you really didn't like it, I guess. What? Negative, okay? It was a turd. And it makes me wonder if you hate women or something because you just love it so much. Just hold on a second. Made that of you, for you, what? whatever. Oh, it's lovely. I mean, really. I don't think I ever looked better. <laughs> Thanks, Rembrandt. You really think I hate women just because I like her movies? Dude, that's really stupid. It's because I love horror movies. Did you not see those special effects? Or her uh, mise-en-scenes? Or, or that, that boob shot is already a classic. All right, I got it, Vincent Price. Can we just, let's go eat. No, please, you're not even listening. You said it yourself, okay? She's a woman making these movies. Well, Miss Feminist, in all of history, in all the annals of horror, there's never been a great female horror filmmaker. Don't you see how important that is? That's happening right here, right now, in our own backyard. It's, inspiring okay come on i like peter jackson but then it just keeps coming up where they are just like oh you watch horror movies so that means you murdered my daughter that disappeared when you were with her right it's like what the fuck man right i i i just think like and that's a real thing you know especially in those kind of conservative societies you know like i said with with Mm -hmm. catholic school that's you find it's not what the teachers that got mad at me was the other students the other my classmates that were like he's a weirdo you know kind of stuff which i Mm -hmm. take in pride so thank you very much yes (laughs) because i want to be like you right Uh, 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 no thanks i like that the other the other uh, bitchy high school girls that kept talking oh, shit yeah. about him. Oh, they're awful! <laughs> they, they got their... Uh... But they're, John, they're, they're like the only thing in his world that are totally out of a John Waters movie. Those, yeah. those girls are so out of control bitchy. I love yeah. them so much. <laughs> and they got, definitely, the, they got a nice payoff with them. Yes, yes. Um, Whew, that one girl got it bad. Oh, yeah. yeah she, going back, just, going, <laughs> just going back to the, uh, the, uh, the screening that I went to. Like, mm-hmm. And this whole big musical number and like introduction to the whole thing, and they were handing out little cups 
of juice for us. Oh, really? <laughs> before the movie? Before you even before saw the, anything? Yeah, they're like, just hang on to it. They're hang on to it. I'm like, what's this about? That's awesome. Right, right. Oh, I love no. that. And so when it finally paid off, I'm like, oh, you six sons of bitches. That's really awful because, well, like we've had great success with these short films. But mm-hmm. now Deborah has to make her first full-length film. Right. And it's going to be this new technology that makes the audience part of the film. Mm-hmm. And basically what she's planned is a huge Jonestown. Yes. Yes. She's going to be massacring uh, everybody in the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it, but the, build, the, the the way she did it and the way it was presented as this big presentation, of course, they're filming it. And the audience is kind of like, all right, let's – okay. Like kind of like one eyebrow up kind of deal, not uh-huh. knowing what's going on. She's giving this elaborate speech. And, yeah, she was going to poison everybody and, and have this huge thing. I, I just love that buildup because in one way I'm thinking like when I'm watching this, I'm going, is this it? Because like, you can't just kill – you know, a hundred people in a theater and think that you're just going to continue doing this. You know, is this, she's going out with a bang knowing like I'm doing this to be as her. I personally Mm -hmm. think she thought she could pull it off at that point. She is unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love when she's on the TV show too. It's just like, (laughs) (laughs) so like with that guy who's on everything, the gay guy who's in everything. (laughs) Yeah. Right. What is it? The morning fog. The morning fog show was. Yeah. yeah, and she's just like, so Deborah, could you give us a, a little description of this clip? And she's like, oh, true, oh, it doesn't need any description. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it she speaks really for itself. She's like become this weird, like this weird amalgam of this bizarre mutation of what she thinks like a 1940s movie mogul would be. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And there's no human left in her at all that I think that she oh, yeah, actually yeah. thinks that she can pull this off. Exactly. Sure. And well, because even, even the prior kills, there were they were really sloppy and you know it was only a matter of time i mean obviously in, in a real situation they go to the library and and make a movie about taking this librarian and then all the fucking janitors are murdered and stuff there you know that mm-hmm. they're gonna eventually get caught they can't yeah. just like leave bodies or or someone's gonna recognize hey that's uh that's claire in that snuff movie yeah. or not snuff yeah, movie yeah. that i just watched you know so right, right she's just completely detached from reality like you said thinks she's invincible or or is is not she's you know, above the law like to, so many people yeah. in hollywood think they are yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and to reference like a john waters like you said this is the greatest john waters movie he never made it's so true because that is that where there's no really sense of the, when the characters are doing these over the top things and it turns into like this comic book, this outrageous comic book that you're watching and you think he's just, they're going to go on forever and they're becoming as bigger in life villains and stuff. There's no reality to it. You know, there's no real police investigation where they're going to put two and two together. It's that right. it, it's great. It's great. And like even even like this, we're talking about the bitchy girls this is the main bitchy girl who like completely bitches out at the movie premiere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he's like, "Oh my God, you're here with your mom." Yeah, he's so lame, and he's like, he's telling people, "Don't drink your drink. Don't drink that. Don't drink that. It's poison." She's like, "I'm sure it's not." Everybody, let's do shots. She starts grabbing yep. everybody else's drinks and doing yeah. shots, and basically she fucking melts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's I said. That's the most regrettable like, shots. Like, uh, yay! Yay! This yeah. is like this is part of the show, right? Because yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You think that it, that it was part of the show. Mm-hmm. You yeah. still didn't lose your fucking audience. They're still sitting there like a bunch of fucking idiots. But that's exactly what we would do. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the Halloween movie thing that 
we've talked about before that is is that thing where because stuff happens on Halloween, people are like, oh, cool, that's that's like a, a Halloween prank, right? That that guy murdered a guy, or that someone's in a, a costume like that, or yeah, well, the movie Satan's Little Helper, like, yeah, the hiding in plain sight, yeah, killing people out there and dressing up on their porch, and people are like, that's a cool decoration, yeah, yeah. I, that's probably what I would say, honestly. I I would honestly yeah, right, be right. that guy in the theater sitting there to the end. You know, I would I'd die because I'd like this <laughs> yeah, is a cool like, show. You know, uh-huh. this is the coolest fucking horror show ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, how'd they make that chick's face explode? Yeah, uh-huh. like right next what to me. Fuck? You know, yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of this movie though is when Mink Stoll is finally killed. Yeah, because she's like she rips her mouth open. And is oh my screaming. god, that's a visceral oh. moment. That is fucking visceral. Uh, her mouth, she's, was... she's been up in the attic for who knows how long. Yeah. And her mouth is still sewn shut, and she's waking up, and she's she's trying to like get her way out, and she's rolling this way. And she rolls this way, and sees this, the rotting corpse of the mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And when she sees the rotting corpse, she screams and rips all of her stitches out. And it's one of those visceral like. Ah! Uh huh. Yeah. But then when the when Mr. Twigs comes in to kill him, kill her, she totally turns into Mink Stoll from every John Waters movie ever. She's like, "You fucking a letter and yeah. fuck, fuck you, you fucking <laughs> piece of shit, fuck you. Never picked up a book in your whole life, fucking." Yes, yes. And we finally killed her with the axe and goes, I told you to shh. He was great. I love Mr. Twigs. I love Mr. Twigs. We should all have a Mr. Twigs in our lives to clean up our mess. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I feel feel he was like the Vincent Price throw. uh, uh, um, Yes. Yes, I'm sure if he was so alive, Vincent Price would have been, yes, I would love to do this role. Oh, he would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. The one other thing when they did the big premiere and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, the, the crackhead or meth head guy, Adrian, was just all of a sudden a cross-dresser too. Yeah. And I was like, what the, f- why is he fucking cross-dressed all of a sudden? Well, I mean, he's a meth head in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> and, and. Don't you judge anybody. Don't you judge anybody. <laughs> he was, well, he was like kind of, I don't know, scary as one. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of scared of him. your husband you're talking about, so leave me alone. But, uh... By the way, if you recognize him, he was in a dead girl and. Yeah, he's he does, been he in a bunch, ton of a bunch of small done a ton of stuff, independent yeah. horror. And he's always fantastic. Starry eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, he yeah. was so fun. He was funny. Like his dialogue was like hilarious. Like when uh, they were cleaning the bathroom and uh when uh Steven's character came out and he was confronting the twins, throwing out the Claire when they dropped her up in the bathroom, and his dialogue was like, Yeah, she got into a cab and it, and his like his mannerisms were so funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like the the just the the weird stuff like that that just happens all of a sudden. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, no. Oh, okay. No, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> again, it's like one of these things. It, the comedy is just enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you never lose the horror. Like, right, I was right. still very concerned about, Cla- not Claire, Judy. Judy, I'm very yes. concerned about Cassandra Peterson mm-hmm. for this entire, yeah. up yes. until the moment where they, all of them were clear. I'm like, okay, good. Now I can breathe. There you go. Yeah. No, not so worried about Claire. She was not, No, Claire was a bitch. Claire deserved it. Yes. yes. That's right. They're talking real. On, talking on her phone. I know. They're real. Yeah. Fuck you. The jewels on your phone are real. Fuck you. I know, I know. I know, you bitch. And then they showed later her phone. They were, like, taking all the jewels off to save them for the money. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, awesome. I like the part that it's it's not even really played up that much. For, that They're having, like, soup and a movie for the homeless. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
yeah. And the, whole and the cops show up. Just, the whole thing is just to scout out more victims. Like, get her. Yeah, get, yeah. Get her. Get her. Get her. Yeah, it's just a victim mill. I know, it's well, great. That's so awful. And the thing is that I did this during my, ple my pledge drive for homeless kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was... Okay, that was this might not have been the best choice, but I adore this movie. I adore Peaches. I love everything about it. Yeah, I know. Uh, so as we get towards the end, I, I like as everything goes completely crazy, the mm -hmm. ceiling collapses mm -hmm. and the people start falling out. Yeah, and we got a little bit of a human totem pole moment where the yeah. Yeah. the severed Wait. body of the librarian Wait. lands on top of the guy's I head. My husband. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's uh, the that way was he ridiculous. Died. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that uh, was the, pretty funny. And then they ended up actually killing Deborah. Yeah. Which yeah. I was I was shocked because I thought I thought they were gonna let her go, and then they were just like, nope. Yeah. That's it. It's over. Mm. I was pretty surprised by that. I thought that. Well, um, well they, they had a the little more like, well, you know what? No one should ever make a movie about this because if they make a movie about this, then Deborah lives forever. Right? I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, and they, they did. I, <laughs> if we did make a movie, Deborah lives forever. Deborah still wins. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and the the uh, the twins instead of going back to jail just took turns stabbing themselves to death. That was made fucked me love up. them even more. That was yeah. fucked up. That was totally fucked up. They're like, you're going back to jail for a long time. They're like, nah. all right, let's do this. Yep. <laughs> Remember what we thought about this whole time because they never spoke a word. <laughs> so they had to stab yeah. They had, they had a couple. They had they had two lines of dialogue each. Yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, they didn't need cool. dialogue. They didn't need dialogue. They, they were fucking Wednesday Adams from hell. Oh, <laughs> I know. Too. Yep. I loved and, it. And somehow oh, still adorable, it. too. Yeah, dude. I lost them. I would date them. Mm. Yeah, of course. I dress like them. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I assume if you dated one, you'd have to date both. I don't. I feel like they don't go anywhere individually. No, no. <laughs> worrying about what the other one was doing the whole time. Right. Yeah. Uh, cool. So unless anybody has anything else, we can kind of go into our final thoughts well, I, here. I just and, wanted and, to say that, like, I, I started... Oh, we lost started you. my podcast. Okay. I did not know if I had an audience. Oh, God. I hit the Clarus. Did I hit the Clarus? Okay. Yeah. Yep. People are like, what did he just talk about Clarus for? <laughs> That's the mute button. It's my mute button. Don't ask. Don't ask questions. It's very sensitive. But uh, <laughs> I did not know if I had an audience. I'm like, am I doing this for any? But then I got to the screening and I'm like, holy shit, here's my audience. Yeah. This is mm -hmm. literally an audience full of gay horror fans right. that I've sure. never met sure. before. Like, I've never met any other gay horror fans up until that point. And I talked to Peaches afterwards. I'm like, I was going to do this show, and I didn't know I was going to do it. And now I'm going to do it. And it's all because of you. And she's like, that's nice. But <laughs> you go, girl. So, But anyway, no. now Peaches is a close friend of mine. And, and, cool, cool. and without this movie, I would not have a show. Sure. So, very cool. No, that's cool. It's a very and important I, piece of cinema for me, and I think it's brilliantly fun. Yes. Well, and the, the cool thing to hear you say that is, like, there's not really any – there's there's no, like, overtly gay character. I mean, there's there's people that are – Cross-dressed, but they're not there's, necessarily there's lots of drag gay or straight. There's they're lots just of drag queens, queens in it. And there's lots of in-jokes in it, too. Like, uh, Peaches Christ is a character in the movie, playing herself. She pops right, up right. every now and then. Like, uh, there's a scene early on with the girl with the tits. The, mm -hmm. Where the tits cut off. When, oh, she's yeah. when she's talking with Deborah, she's like, well, I'm a girl girl. And Peaches Christ is behind her and rolls her eyes. Because that's <laughs> Peaches Christ's signature song. Okay. So uh, gotcha. Then, that's so later on, she shows up... Christ shows up at the uh, screening with her friend Martini. Mm -hmm. And every time they had a midnight mass, there was always a movie thing where Martini would always wind up dying. Oh, <laughs> okay. Martini, no! So that happens in the movie as well. So there's a lot 
lots of things in here for the San Francisco crowd. I, right. It's all got it's all got a gay sensibility without being gay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I think is cool that it it's it's not like oh we have to just cram a bunch of gay characters in and then it's gonna right. hit with the gay community. No, 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 no. It's got it's no, got a sensibility to it, and that's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, and it works for people that aren't gay too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I I guess um. No, that's awesome. I I don't have a specific movie that got me started on on doing a podcast necessarily either, but I think you know coming from the time when you had saw this and there wasn't as many people doing it, and especially not anyone really doing it in the perspective of what you were trying to do with yeah. the show is uh, is now awesome. Now I'm a dime that. a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is only a dozen. No. <laughs> uh, well, why don't you start us off here, Marco, with your sure. final thoughts? Yeah. Again. Um another movie that I just so happy to, to watch, you know, I, I am, I'm very, I'm a sucker for, I, I like everything. I like a lot of things. There's really not a lot of movies that I just like, don't like. Um, I felt very kind of like connected to the Steven character about mm-hmm. just him and society and just his love of things. And he just kind of blindly just did what he wanted. And I love that. Um, Deborah's character was amazing. I love Natasha's act. She's great. And everything that she's done. Um, you know, the more that you explained this to me, Patrick, as far as like the meaning and or as far as like uh, uh, certain societies and, and why, you know, the inside jokes and everything, I've just laughed my ass off like that is so awesome. I get it. I love it. This it reminds me of it, just because Cassandra Peterson's in it, but it reminds me of one of her movies, you know, of that very fun tongue in yeah. cheek. Uh, but this one is a little bit more violent. Like it's like a. um like a Elvira movie, if it was rated R, you know what I mean, because her yeah. movies aren't really R. But it's got that fun horror vibe, very fun tongue-in-cheek comedy in it. Um, I love the fact that Deborah's character wasn't redeemable. She Not went full all. on, yeah. yeah, full on psycho and remained that to the very end. I love the fact that we did have a happy ending. You know, the characters that we wanted to survive went home because I talked to this with Paul some time ago. Sometimes you just want that feel good, go home. Yeah. And just kind of that was fun. Just because. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because it's violent. Yeah, exactly. You know, as, as violent as the movie was, it wasn't a like mean spirited horror movie. It was it was like no. the kills were funny and they were mm-hmm. fun. You know, the, it, it was just I just had a great time with it. So I love I, I'm, I'm putting this in the love category. I, I do. I, I love this movie. Yep. Nice. And what about you, Patrick? I love I this movie feeling. so fucking much. It's like the best movie ever made. Because I don't remember the song that you sang to me at the beginning before we started, so I'm making one up on my own set. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. No, this encompasses like, so much of everything I love about a perfect horror comedy. It just, nice, it, nice. it just walks that fine line and walks it beautifully. And you got comic characters aplenty in it, and nobody's playing yes. it for laughs. Every, every death is serious. Mm-hmm. and has weight even if it's funny like you're like oh my god that's awful but also that poor girl had her tits cut off <laughs> I know. for no reason I mean, the comical poster and, and, yeah. and, and, and i love anything with literary references the maiming of the shrew thank you very much <laughs> yes yes i mean i think it's i think it's smart i just i it assumes its audience is smart which i always appreciate don't assume that we're dumb right right just work a little bit yeah because it's worth it and Talk I just think it's, it's wonderful, wonderful yeah. presentation of gay horror that's yeah. marketable for everybody. Oh, 100%. Natasha Leon before Orange is the New Black, before people would hire Natasha Leon. Yeah. Because, you know, she had her problems. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that she came back with this completely bonkers performance and just nails it. 
Yeah. Like, I think this is one of the most epic horror performances ever. Like, this this particular character is just so incredible. This whole journey that she's on and the more bizarre mm-hmm. she gets and how comfortable she is in it, it's just so much fun to watch. Yes. How comfortable – that's important. How, she's very comfortable and you can tell. Yes. Uh-huh. And, like, the more bizarre it gets, she's, normally you'd be like, okay, we're, we're going to get really bizarre now, so you have to get ready for this. She's like, no, no, no. Here, just catch up with me. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, she, catch like up. Yeah. They changed the script for her almost. I mean, everyone <laughs> starts talking like a 1940s person. Like she just like started talking outside of her mouth. Like she's in the 1940s. Movie. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you guys. I, I, I would put this in the love category for sure. It's this <laughs> surprise uh, out of out of nowhere thing that was just yeah, yeah. like uh, I. It's another thing where this one had a longer description, but you kind of read it and you go, oh, well, that could go a lot of different ways for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the thing that works is it didn't really go any of the directions. And like we had said, the the stuff with Steven is is kind of the kind of typical tropey like mm-hmm. teen stuff that you would do mm-hmm. in in movies like that. But I think that it works for the the contrast of the two sort of main characters because we spend a lot of time with him and we spend a lot of time with her and having them sort of collide in this reality yeah. meets fantasy yeah. way is is so awesome. Right. Yeah. You're right. The, right. The, and, and the way that just things just get crazier and weirder and just kind of happen out of nowhere is stuff yeah. that I'm really starting to appreciate more in movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it doesn't have to, everything doesn't have to be set up if it is set up that it doesn't have to be set up in the first place. Right, right. And right. I think that you're right. And having him as an anchor makes the weirder stuff more believable. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I did start to feel like the, the, I think it was just sort of exaggerated for the sake of the movie, the, the whole. <laughs> Uh, you know, well, he's the horror kid, so we gotta right. we gotta blame him. He's it's like the the '90s Marilyn Manson kid thing. Oh, or yeah, whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> they kind of went a little bit heavy handed on all of that, but it was mm-hmm. it, it it had to be sort of played up for the movie since everything yes. was so ridiculous in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love the 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 practical effects. The gore is mm-hmm. great. The it has like kind of these crazy set piece designs, like the actual movie theater. As I said, reminds me of something that's right here in my own hometown. So, uh, yeah, just really cool. And I, I I certainly appreciate this one because we definitely would not have ever found this. This is right, not right. something you just stumble across. You're welcome. Accident. And by the way, all the posters are available for purchase. No way. Oh, nice. So you can get your own tail to tit- titties. Oh. Poster. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to cool. look that up. Yes. I don't know where, if that's a, on a specific website or something. I'm or sure I can find them up with I know they're out there. At least, at least yeah. I bought mine. <laughs> nice. I'm definitely going to Google that. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I would love to have that poster. Tell two severances. Uh, <laughs> I I I uh, took a snapshot, sent it to people, and I'm like, check yeah. this out. They're like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, no, you got You don't understand. It was the best yeah. of times, and because you talked on your phone during the movie, it was the worst of times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's it's just funny because that is is such a pivotal moment where it goes from absurd to mm-hmm. just completely bonkers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, something yeah. weird is going on. Then you're like, okay, no. No. When she all this... of a sudden started spouting like in the in the midst of all this mayhem, like it was the best, like screaming. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I was like, what is happening? Right. <laughs> where where are we now? Oh shit! We went to some cosplay nightmare. I don't know where I am, but I was right on board for the whole thing. I love this movie. Yep. It's so much fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. And it's it. I think it it works for so many different people too because it's not mm-hmm. too much of anything. It's it, it people that don't particularly like a lot of comedy, like you had said, are, it's good for them because it's not the whole movie isn't just crazy comedy. It it has everything. No problem with yeah. comedy when it's done well. 
have yes, to keep yeah, a yeah. balance, and this keeps that balance. Mm -hmm. Great. All right. Well, I think that will do it for the movies here. But before we leave, yeah. we definitely want to say thank you again yeah, for yeah. this was fun for hanging in and, and waiting until we can get this sorted to have you come on. Well, that was my problem. Was I'm my end too i mean my yeah, my, yeah. So my life is a constant train wreck i don't know how i put out a show every two weeks <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh it's not easy being an adult for sure it's really not that's why i choose not to <laughs> i try not to Still i have wait. a lot of childish hobbies <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly. that's why i do serial murdering yeah sure. i mean i mean the jazz i, like, I got yeah, nothing we'll, <laughs> we'll edit that <laughs> we won't no we won't Okay. But yeah, th no, thank you so much. I, I appreciate yeah. uh, the time. I appreciate the movie recommendations. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch these movies again. I'm just mm -hmm. glad you liked them. I just, I, it's always a thrill to match people. I was, yeah, I was actually explaining both of these movies to my son. He's about to turn 13. He's been watching horror since he's like eight. So yeah. this is not out of his, his wheelhouse. And I was explaining them to him and he's like, those actually both sound really awesome. I want to check those mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. So I believe I will be watching them again very soon. Well, awesome. Yay. Yes. Yeah, I'm spoiling yes. another generation. Hooray! Corruption! Hooray! <laughs> pass it down, pass it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good for the kids. It's yeah, good for yeah. the whole family. Sure is. Just not that other movie you recommended with the guy that fucks people to death. <laughs> but I, I want to watch it like right now. <laughs> it's, good. it's good. It's trippy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. But yeah, thank you again. Um, if you want to let everyone know where to keep up with your uh, show and, and what Scream is going Queens, on. Where the podcast for horror gets gay. You can find me at www.screamqueens.com. I put out a show every two weeks. Um, I'm on Facebook. You do a search on Scream Queens where horror gets gay. Instagram, Scream Queens podcast, Twitter, Scream Queens, at Scream Queens. I'm all over the place. And that's all. I'm sorry. And I forgot to say that's Queens with a Z. That's right. Yeah, because there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of competitor podcasts that are using my name. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, also I found we don't on 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 some of the podcast apps it, you have to put it in without the space, like all is one word, I, right? The screen one, queens with word. a Z. It is one yes. word. I had to do all these things to keep it separate from all these other assholes. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. put it in a different one, it doesn't work. Yeah, like, I, I, you know what? I'm worth the wait. I'm worth the hunt. These motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm worth the hunt. That's why I've been doing this for nine years, and these other people will be gone in a year. Thank you. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll find them and put them in Marco's next movie. Ooh. <laughs> I'm always looking for actors. I just, just chubbed. It. I just chubbed a lot. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon mm -hmm. to yeah. theater near you. Chub a lot. The Patrick Wall story. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The story of how it's the other scream queens get killed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this uh, this has been great. We yeah, look forward to talking to you again sometime soon Love hopefully that. thank you very much pick a couple more mm -hmm. crazy movies to have fun mm -hmm. with maybe, maybe we could do a john waters retrospective or something uh, oh yeah oh gosh female trouble any day i could talk about that movie all day <laughs> nice well you can you can be our our john waters fairy podfather oh okay i will accept that job you nice. can escort us into the world of john waters okay in, into the waters if you will oh to the waters uh, i see what you did there Oh, I'm probably the first person to ever make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, anyway. Yes. And you're fired. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right. Well, obviously, if anyone's listening to the show, you know where to find it. But if you would like to leave us a rating or review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using, that would be great. And if you want to keep up with us, we are on Facebook and on Instagram as Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. And I think that will do it for tonight. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye!
Everybody wants to know, but it's a shame. 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 Everybody